I'm going to do you a favor. Okay. Green bean casserole seltzer is a thing. That's right, Kirby. Um, that's right. not. Kirby, I invite you to carry on, my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done listening to episode number 124 of the Promo Upfront Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, let's call him the Imagineer of the Internet, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, we've had a little bit of a recording snafu this morning, haven't we? We have, because usually you ask me how I'm doing, and you're too smart to do that because I'll start cursing. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, we started this w- at one point and, uh, Spectrum came in to fix things. Uh, and so they shut off the internet midway through. So it's one of those yeah. things where when something gets fixed, seven other things get broken. Um, yeah. so that's my morning, but yeah, I ran home. You were kind enough you to did. be patient. And, uh, so I appreciate that, man. How are you? No, I pre- appreciate you getting, uh, you know, to getting this done and, and cause you're heading out to Colorado. I know you're excited about that. You've got some exciting things on the rise, visiting your daughter out there in Colorado. And I know, um, when someone just arbitrarily shuts off your internet, <laughs> Uh, kind of that a thing to that sense tends to exacerbate things that are difficult and and that's the last thing we need. So I you know got me to thinking as you were running home Kirby. Yeah. How important is it to work with suppliers that really try to make things easier for their distributor partners? Yes, it's it is it, on days like today it's even more important than ever. Well, you and every other distributor who's listening to this platinum level podcast is in luck because our promo paths at Chipenko are working diligently to make things easier than ever to work with them. And they've launched a brand new updated website. They have made it easier than ever to use their virtual tool. We know how important that is, um, making things easier. They've added accurate shipping estimator to take the guesswork out of delivery dates. And that makes things a lot easier as we're trying to make sure we get deliveries on time, especially this time of year. And they've also increased the transparency with their inventory tracker, and that makes it easier nice. to know what merchandise is in stock. Kirby, did you catch a theme there? I bet you did. Don't you feel the stress just rolling off your back? Screw Spectrum. <laughs> Screw them. <laughs> Let's talk about Shapenko because they're making life so much easier for you, and I know you love that. I do. And, you know, at the end of the day, we were actually as at one of the topics at Promotions East that those folks who, uh, those suppliers that provide that, uh, that transparency, as you said, with mm-hmm. inventory, it really does provide some peace of mind. I know no tool is perfect, but man, it does at least allow us as distributors to start from the foundation of saying, okay, they at least are in stock today. We can start with that. Um, and the, the, the idea that, um, you know, the website is new. Shapenko always yeah. does a great job and, and really handles their business. So I, I appreciate that. Kirby, you said it perfectly. And if that weren't good enough, and gosh, darn it, I think we all know it is. When you put the code Shapenko22 on your next order, Shapenko is going to hook you up with some free goods or free ground shipping. Or you can just simply email Alex, uh, our good friend Alex Moltz, uh, directly at alex at shapenko.com, and he's going to hook you up with some random samples and the aforementioned free goods. See all their amazing products. Go ahead and visit the brand spanking new shapenko.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, hold on. Do you, 
Do you smell that? It smells like potential. That's what that, that smells like. This podcast smells like potential. And you're going to kick us off. You're going to light the proverbial candle that you do every week. You're going to get us rolling with the topic, and hopefully the internet will remain stable. <laughs> Let's give it a run. Yeah, so um, many of us have seen that SI has started. They've begun to uh, roll out their Power 50. Um, and um, I, my guess is once once the entire list, as we're recording this, just a, we talked about transparency. And transparency, it's Wednesday, so it's a little bit earlier in the week. Um, yep. And what they did is they did the first 10, I believe, from 50 to 40. And then this morning, I think I saw uh, from 40 to 30. Um, and I, my guess is... Mon yeah, Monday was uh, 50 to 40. Tuesday was 40 okay. to 30. And then today, we haven't seen it yet. It just hasn't been released. Okay, cool. Um, so I, um, I'm sure we're going to talk about all the people on the list at some point. But I actually wanted to quickly just chat about how they're doing it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I love these lists. You and I have talked about that ad nauseum. I think these are super interesting. I think I get to, to know about people in the industry, um, through them. Um, but I will say that, you know, with 50 on the list, it's like, you kind of scroll through and kind of look for familiar faces. Mm -hmm. I love the way they're rolling this out. I think this is really interesting. And I think what it does for me is it makes me have time to like look at number 50 to number 40 or whatever it is and just like literally look at them and study them and comment on them and kind of celebrate them um and so i thought this was a really neat way of doing it i wanted to know what you thought yeah uh actually i agree with you i think it's a great way to do it and obviously the folks over in in the newsroom at asi are paying attention to how things are evolving in terms of of distributing media which i mean that doesn't shouldn't surprise anyone knowing Michelle Bell and Chris Ruvo and all those folks. I love how they're doing it. What it does is exactly what you said. It allows us as the consumer of the content to really get to know by in, in stacks of 10. Mm -hmm. uh, we get to know these people and some some we know and some are are good friends and some some we don't know. So it gives us that opportunity. And, and like I said, I'm sure we'll dive into it probably next week or the week after. Um, but I think what it also does from an, a content a provider um, perspective, it allows you to stretch it out a little bit, right? Mm, yeah, when yeah, we yeah. when you, when it's all dumped out there, I mean, the amount of work that goes into a list like that, a Power Fifty list, is, is I can't imagine what it would be. It's it's yeah. immense. There's a lot of you know, who's up, who's down, and it's a lot yeah. of opinions. I think they all get in a room. Um, and if Tim Andrews isn't on that list, we're going to have a problem with the list again, just to let everybody know. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I, what it, what it does, it stretches it out. And, and I think that's a good thing because it allows it, it, we talk about consumable and how important it is yeah. for content to be consumable. Now that can be a negative in terms of just like catchphrases and things like that, but also can be a positive where again, the benefit here for the, the content consumer is that, Hey, I get to just see 10 of them. Okay. I can move on with my day. I don't have to sit and study a whole list at one time. And then from the content provider's perspective, it stretches it out. So it keeps ASI in the forefront for the entire week. So I love how they're distributing it. So I, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing the remainder of the list. Yeah, me too. And I would also say from a lesson perspective, so I am, yeah. whenever I get like, a, like a list like this would be one that they were excited about doing, I would assume. Right. Um, yeah, and absolutely. Anytime that I have a content, a course, uh, you know, something that I'm really, really excited about, I am like a kid on Christmas morning. I cannot wait to release it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lesson here for me to be like, okay, be patient. Like, 
roll it out a little bit at a time or, or, you know, pump the brakes on another week. I am terrible at that because I want to get it out so bad that I, I see what they're doing and I'm like, oh, it kind of plays to both, right? It's like you get to get the list out pretty quickly, but then yeah. you, you, uh, you draw it out, as you said. So I, again, it's yep. just an interesting lesson for me. I thought it was really cool. As my, my, one of my favorite uh, cookbook uh, authors and chefs, Alton Brown might say, your patience will be rewarded. All right, Kirby. You know what? If there is ever a time to amp up your sales, man, it's right freaking now, right? Yes. I got some good news for you, pal. The first 100 signups for Promo Pulse. That's right. A little, little blurb here for Promo Pulse. The first 100 signups will get full access to the AMP platform yep. for the rest of 2022, as well as free onboarding. Promo Pulse is going to do all the setup for you. No credit card. Don't need any handover, any money. There's no trinkets. There's nothing. There's no obligation here. As of this recording, there are still a few spots left. So you might miss out if you don't act right now. So head over to promopulse.io slash free to sign up and you know that great uh, uh awesome amp platform you set it you forget it in five minutes and it's really a cool thing so it's all automated good stuff there all right kirby so this seems to be the asi podcast of record because <laughs> i've got an asi speaking of asi i've already mentioned his name once chris ruvo a couple weeks ago uh they put out a great article called fixing promos brand fill problem okay, okay. It was an interesting perspective because I think we hear more and more about sustainability. A lot of people pushing back on the use of plastics and things like that, that tend to end up in, and cheap, cheap, for lack of a better term, cheap promo that's not effective that ends up in a landfill, hence the term brandfill. The first person I ever heard use it was Danny Rosen. I don't know if he coined it or not, but I'm going to give him credit because he's a friend of the program. So yep. Chris said there were five things that distributors should, and suppliers, so we get both sides here, should seek to do. Um, provide solutions, not stuff. Mm. Number two, make sustainability and social responsibility central to your business. Brand Fuel is, a, is an incredible example of that. Mm -hmm. Make and sell higher quality products. Present with lifestyle and function in mind. And the fifth one is be an industry advocate for in your communities. Now, you know, I, I love the tone and tenor of it. A lot of these seem a little obvious, but that's okay. Just because they're obvious doesn't mean they're not important or accurate. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I wanted to get your take on on your thoughts. Um, you know, if you're not doing the things that Chris Ruvo said, at least in my opinion, you're already behind the eight ball. If you're if you're providing stuff and not solutions, you're behind the eight ball. If yeah, you're not yeah. being an industry advocate in your community, practicing what you preach, you're behind the eight ball. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. And then I might have some additions here at the end. Yeah. So you know, I think it's interesting. Um, we we were out at Promotions East, you and I, and uh, I actually mentioned this on the podcast when we did a live out there. I was fascinated by the end user group that um, they, um, Dale Denham interviewed several really cool end mm -hmm. users that were big buyers of uh, brand and merch. And he asked about sustainability and he said that one of his, like, is this a determining factor in what you buy? Yeah. And I was fascinated by the the answers that it wasn't a leading no. determining factor. Um, no. And I, I don't mean that to poo-poo the idea that it's important, but I think it colors my um, next two points that I was going to make. Yep. And I think, so from my perspective, I think that it's our, so yes, of course, we shouldn't just sell stuff. We should sell solutions. Love that. I'm not minimizing Chris's list. So please don't take it that way. No, no, neither one of us are. Yeah. I just think, go ahead. Yeah. So mine are, um, and they're kind of 
sort of uh, of the same coin, two sides of the same coin. So yep. the first one is just to start to offer sustainable options, because mm -hmm. I think the, the the one of the challenges that is like, what's a baby step? Um, and I've had this conversation with Danny and Denise Tashro and some amazing people mm -hmm. who do this really well. I'm not sure I do. So I right. think for the rest of us, one of the ways is to, to make it approachable. And I think for me, a baby step is to say, okay, cool, you've done this writing instrument, or you want yeah. this piece of apparel. Well, then I'm going to also provide you with one that is a sustainable piece. It's yeah. here's the one you said you wanted. Here's another option yeah. that would be, and here's the price difference. Here's it, the advantages, whatever. Just give them additional options. Yeah, I'm going to jump in real quick. It might be sustainable. It might just be more effective. Sometimes right. brand fill isn't just because it's not sustainable. It's right. just it's a, it's, it's a promo that doesn't fit the messaging for the client. Right. And so therefore it's ineffective. Yeah. And then the second thing, and like I say, it was two sides of the same coin, is just to have the conversation. I think, again, in the course of the day, um, and back to that end user conversation, they were like, yeah. um, we're not anti doing the sustainable thing, but it has to do with our budget, of course. But I think sure. part of it is that that's not what they're thinking about in that moment, unless they're no. an organization that that's what they're all about. Okay? It's a core value. Yeah. Um, and so I think if you just bring up the conversations, like this is something that we're focused on, then they, then they can go, oh, okay, yeah, bring me the options and then I'll weigh it out with a business decision. And so those are two things that I would say that we can do, that I can do better. I love it. And again, we're not denigrating Crystal's List. Crystal's no. List, like I said, just because it's obvious to us may not be obvious to everybody else. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I want to make, make sure we're really clear on that. You know, one of the things we don't do well as an industry is listen to our clients. In fact, I'm going to back that up. We don't do a very good job of asking the end users questions and then actually listening to the answers. Cause I think sometimes we're scared of, of the answers and we might not even know the questions to ask. So I'd like to see us do a better job at that. The, the way I looked at it was a, a slightly differently. I looked at it more from the ineffective perspective. Okay. Sometimes clients just order the same thing over and over again. And because it's, it's, you know, that's not the focus buying promotional yeah. products. It's easy. We get this pen every year for this trade show. So I, the first one I had was learn to say no, mm. learn to say no. Your client's not always right. They should always come first, but they're not always right. And you've heard me say that a dozen times, a dozen, dozen different ways. Learn to say no, because a lot of times those brand fill items are last minute purchases and they're yeah. done without thought. They're done right. without any foresight, any thought of strate uh, uh, strategy, anything like that. Number two, try to force your clients to plan ahead because uh, that'll avoid those last minute purchases. Now, I know that's a big ask and it's real right. easy for me to sit here on a podcast and say, well, just plan ahead. <laughs> I know it's not simple, but you got to make the effort. You got to make the effort. And number three, and I think it's the most important one, stop selling product distributors, stop selling the product, start selling the purpose behind the product. We've yeah. heard Bobby Leahy talk about that from Comments Cube before. Distributor, your job is to sell purpose. The supplier's job is to sell product. They are selling you products so you can in turn sell the purpose of that product as a marketing vehicle and hopefully an effective one to your clients. When you start doing that, and then you can take the sustainability route too, if if that's a core right. value of your client. And maybe it's something they want to be better at, but they just don't even know it. You have that entire avenue when you start focusing on purpose, not just, hey, I've got this light with the, or this pen with a blinky light and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I th the, the, this, um, and again, I think it does overlap with Chris's point about selling solutions. And I think yeah, that- 100%. 
what it does is it reminds me, you know, of my favorite quote, you know, you've heard me say that a dozen times is the, you know, the greatest distance in the world is the distance between I know and I do. Um, I think so many times we'll read these lists or we'll read these articles or we'll listen to videos and we'll say, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that, but we're not doing them. Not consistently. Yeah. And so I think that that lists like that are really good to get, to spur us to think. And as long as we do it with an open mind, we'll get something out of it. And I'll tell you, the article is super well written. And and uh, like I said, some of these things are like, well, yeah, no, duh. But yeah. that's okay. So you have to hit yeah. people over the head a dozen times. And I loved the title, Fixing uh, Promo's Brand Fill Problem. So kudos to Chris Ruvo and the folks at ASI. All right, Kirby, got another topic for us? Yeah. So I guess the question is, would you um, advertise Brandivate in space? Um, so there's an article that Dustin in my office sent me and I'm, because I'm operating in a different space, I'm not able to see your reaction, which is such a shame. Um, but essentially space advertising is soon to become a thing. Um, so they said that it's, while it may seem unrealistic, we show that space Mm -hmm. advertising based on 50 or more small satellites flying information could be economically viable. Um, So I I thought this was really funny because obviously this is probably not something that is a brand of eight play, but for yeah. those bigger advertisers, the Pepsis and yeah. the Nikes and the those sort of things, there is actual conversation around space advertising. And so hmm. this seemed like just a funny topic and I wanted to get your take on uh, it. So I want to uh, just ask you, what do you uh, think? Is space advertising the next frontier? I know I, I I'm sure it is, but I want to know who I'm advertising to. Are there people <laughs> living in space that I'm not aware of? Does this advertising beam back down to Earth? So there's a lot of questions I have more than opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think anytime there's a new frontier, this is yep. a new frontier. Just like streaming was a new frontier, YouTube was a new frontier, television was a new frontier, radio was a new frontier. <clears throat> anytime there's a new frontier and a a way to get in front of people. I think anybody should explore that. I think you'd be foolish not to. But as far as Brandvate, I don't think we have the budget for satellite advertising at this point in time, but I'd appreciate your your consideration. Yeah, no, I I, I just thought it was a funny topic. I think, you know, yeah. how would you do it? There's, you know, talk of potentially like literally like billboards um, mm-hmm. up in the sky. Yeah. Um, and so I, again, I think any new technology sounds hilarious when it's so new and impossible. Um, But do I think it's the next frontier in answer to my own question? Absolutely not. I do not think it's the next frontier. I think the next frontier is more meta. It's more, you know, sort of living in that world. Uh, But I just thought it was really funny that that is something that's being explored. Yeah. It's worth dabbling in because you never know. It could be the next thing. No one, no one is perfect at the, this, uh, you know, predicting these things. All right, Kirby. Your favorite holiday is coming up, and then we're going to do our quick football picks. Your favorite holiday is coming up. I yep. know how much you love Thanksgiving for a couple of reasons. One, you are uh, wonderful at expressing gratitude to people, and so okay. you love the idea of Thanksgiving and what it means and, and how you can leverage that to really tell people how you feel about them. I know that's important to you. But number two, man, you love that meal. That is I like do. your favorite meal. That is that your is... Super Bowl of meals. <laughs> so, and, and, and a lot of times, I'm sure during Thanksgiving, you get thirsty, right? You get yeah. thirsty. You might have a beer or something something like that. Well, I'm going to do you a favor. Okay. Green bean casserole seltzer is a thing. That's right, Kirby. Um, that's right. Not. 
Well, hear me out, please. I heard your I heard your whole SpaceX advertising That's thing. Fair. So hear me out. That's fair. Ourobora, the company Ourobora has turned Thanksgiving upside down with its new green bean casserole sparkling seltzer. That's right. It's described as having a sweet, earthy, and buttery flavor and tasting like a bite out of a perfectly crunchy, succulent green bean. It was inspired by Ouroboros superfans who love daring and unassuming sparkling water flavors. The company claims our green bean casserole is better than your mom's. Okay. Um, so I want, I, I, I think I already know the answer to this question. It's not a hard seltzer. It's just a regular seltzer. Yeah. Um, so would you try Ouroboros green bean casserole at Thanksgiving dinner? So... I, it, you know how you said at the end of the Sp SpaceX thing, you're like, I have many questions. I have a couple questions. Yeah. Um, okay. And you may not be fair, but... I'm not is, a representative of Ouroboros, so I'll answer them to the best of my ability. And and I guess, is is there any um, health... Like, is it a healthy drink or is it just a flavored seltzer? I'm if, pretty sure it's just a flavored seltzer. I think it's just a, it's a trick to have, you know, it, it's a marketing gimmick to have yuck monkeys like us talk about it okay congratulations uh, Ourobora. you yeah, win. you win uh so would i try it sure i you know i okay. i i am one of the things that i've learned is especially as an adult i was terrible at this as a child i wouldn't try things at all as an adult i'll try most anything um yeah. just to see because i found that things that i thought i would hate every once in a yeah. while i'm like oh i actually really like that so would i try it sure um am i going to run out and buy a case of it probably not Okay, so I, I thought about this. Brock's, the candy maker, they make candy corn. They put out a couple years ago Thanksgiving dinner candy corns. So they had each different one was a different flavor, and there was a stuffing flavor, there was a roasted turkey flavor, there was a green bean casserole flavor. So it got me to thinking, Kirby. I here's ones I'd actually try some mashups. I want to get your opinion. We'd try these at Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, roasted turkey infused hummus. I don't think that sounds bad. I mean, I think it's so if would I try it? I mean, I guess yeah. my problem okay. is, is any trying anything on Thanksgiving means that there's just one bite less of room for mashed potatoes and noodles. God. So but so with the idea that that, hey, that would be a, a struggle for me. Hey, we're reinventing Thanksgiving here. Roll with me. <laughs> OK, got it. Got it. <laughs> All right. Stuffing flavored pita chips for dipping into said hummus. Uh, that's a no for me. I, I don't like stuffing, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, cranberry sauce, vodka, and cranberry from high noon. So that would be great for family gatherings, especially when you talk about uh, the political landscape of our country. Yeah, I'm totally down for trying that. Totally okay. down. Garlic mashed potato flavored ruffles. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm in for that. Candied yam ice cream from Bluebell. Has to be Bluebell ice cream. Okay. Uh, no, 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 thank you. Okay. Okay. You don't play this game very well. And here's another game you don't, here's another game you generally don't play very well. Although you did last week, uh, gambling for good for our good friends at PPEF Kirby last week, you went four and two. Mm -hmm. I went three and three. So your record is 37 and 29. I am one ahead of you at 38 and 28. So we go into week 12. We're got some really good games, got some ranked games this week. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about our picks. Are you ready to roll? Um, so yeah, I, I left my notes at the office. So um, just okay. You you if you can drive it, I will give you my picks. I, Is that okay? I can drive it. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate let's, that. Let's let's start with uh, 
let's talk about the battle for the Bible. T, <laughs> let's, uh, Baylor is being visited by Purple Baylor, TCU, who's ranked number fourth uh, in the uh, current ranking. So the battle for the Bible, Kirby, who do you got? TCU at Baylor. Yeah, I, so I would say that um, TCU is now starting to understand what it's like to have a bullseye on your back every time. They responded well last week uh, for that. So I am going to keep did. rolling um, with All TCU right. on that one. I am also going with Sonny Dykes' Purple Baylor to roll into Waco and beat the Baptists. All right, Kirby. USC ranked number seven versus UCLA ranked 16th. The Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah, I think this is going to be a fun game. I don't usually roll with the Pac-12, but it's interesting because if uh, USC loses, the Pac-12 is kind of out of the conversation. Um, right. And because of that, I, and because I think Lincoln, um, Riley, whatever, yeah, thank you, whatever his name is, I think he's a hell of a football coach. So I'm going USC on that one. Yeah, this is a tough one to pick, but I, you know, USC is great on the road. So I am going to take USC to beat UCLA uh, as well. All right, Kirby. At home. The, the number 10th, the number 10th ranked Utah Utes versus the Oregon Ducks, who are ranked number 12th in Oregon. Utah at Oregon. Who do you got? Who do you got? Yeah. So I, it's funny. I saw the the first week when Georgia just handed it to Oregon and I've struggled to get that taste out of my mouth, but then I've seen them play. Um, and I think Bo Nix is a super interesting story. I'm going to Oregon on this one. Okay. I am, you know, both teams. Great. I, and again, yeah, I don't I pay attention to shitty PAC 12 football as a general <laughs> rule. Um, <laughs> pretty much the, the football nights over at about nine 30, 10 o'clock in my time. Um, but uh, I tell you what, Utah is really plays people tough when they're on the road. So we're going to go Utah Utes there. You picked the Oregon Ducks. Yep. All right, let's head to the pros. We've got some interesting grudge matches here. I don't know why I called them grudge matches, but let's roll with it. Yeah, we've got the Green Bay Packers hosting the Tennessee Titans. The former Houston Oilers roll into Green Bay, Wisconsin this week after Green Bay beat my Dallas Cowboys. Who you got, Kirby? Yeah, so this one actually was tougher than I thought because I think earlier in the year I definitely would have taken the Titans. Um, I, I find that sometimes wins like the, the Green Bay got last week sometimes will bounce back, especially with a good quarterback. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know. I think I'm rolling with Tennessee on this one. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Sometimes that will that that type of a win where everybody predicted you'd lose will will cause you to kind of uh, rebound. I think that was. Green Bay Super Bowl last week playing their their former yeah. head coach and all that and, and and the other thing is I think people forget how tough Tennessee plays people when they're on the road so I think I'm gonna also go with the Tennessee Titans here all right Kirby a great AFC East matchup here the New York football Jets pretty good this year versus the New England Patriots not very good this year in New England who do you got yeah, and I, I think the last time we picked this game, I picked the Jets, and they got rolled by the Patriots. Um, this one's a tough one for me. Um, I think I'm going Patriots on this one. Okay. Because they're at home. I, I don't know. That's that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think New York Jets are trying to find an identity, right? And I think actually the Patriots are too, figuring out who, who they are. Um, but I think Robert Sala, the head coach of the uh, Jets, he knows how to motivate a team to play on the road. They're going to be really tough because they're going into New England. I'm going to have to go with the New York football Jets. Final game, Kirby. 
Yeah, final game, Kirby. The Minnesota Vikings, the Kirk Cousins Minnesota Vikings, hosting the Dallas Cowboys in uh, Minneapolis. Who do you got? What's the what's the Cowboys record at this point? Do you know off the top of your head? Six and three. Mm-hmm. Six and Six three. And, three. Mm-hmm. and I think uh, Minnesota seven and two. Yeah, and gosh. So here's my rule when it comes to the NFL is I find that two good teams play the team that really needs the win the most is the one I tend mm-hmm. to find wins the most. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Vikings are a very solid football team. They've won all these yeah. one score games. Yeah. But I think I'm taking the Cowboys in this one. Okay. Yeah. The Vikings, if you didn't watch that bills Vikings game last week, too bad. That was a game for the ages. <laughs> Uh, they find a way to win. I, every, every time I think they're done, they find a way to win. They're like a Terminator from Terminator 2. You just can't get rid of them. Um, but I think, you know, again, Dallas is backs against the wall coming in and losing that game in Green Bay after the bye week. And I think we all know how tough Dallas is when they are on the road. So I am going to pick the Dallas football Cowboys to roll into Minnesota and beat the Purple People Eaters. Uh, and I think it's going to be a hard game. I think it's going to be a difficult game. But I think the Cowboys are going to win. But I'll tell you what's not difficult, Kirby, and that's our good pals at Shapenko, who have recently updated their website. That's right. They've made it easier than ever to use their virtual tool. They've added an accurate shipping estimator, taking guesswork out of delivery dates, and they've increased the transparency for their with their inventory tracker so you know what's in stock. And you can have all this information to really use that as a tool to communicate with your clients, and it puts you in a position of being not just a guy who gets things, a trusted expert who provides uh, marketing uh, marketing promotional items that uh, really will move a target audience to action. So you should really head over to the Shapenko website, brand new, same address, shapenko.com. Good people. They're making it easy as possible to do uh, business with. Uh, you make it easy for you to uh, communicate with your clients. So you're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, I have to thank you for uh, uh, dual locations today. And uh, I guess we did a one. Did we technically do one and a half podcasts today? Yeah, one and a fifth, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> have a safe trip to Colorado and uh, we'll talk to you next week.